What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode six of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how you doing today? Hey, man, I am doing fantastic. Episode six, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm happy that we are here. Yeah, it's been over a month. Can you believe that? Wow, that's crazy. We've been doing this, what, over a month now? And then, I don't. when did you come to me with the idea? Was it like, you know what? It was Christmas Eve. It was Christmas Eve. Was it really? Because I was on the way to work <laughs> to do our gift exchange, and I was off that day. Oh, that's hilarious. Because I called you on the way there, because I was still kind of a ways away. Christmas uh-huh. Eve. Wow. We got this thing off and running pretty quick. I'm, I, that's awesome. Go us. Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And, and I know it's like an idea that we've, I feel like we've touched on it before, you know, little bits here and there. Um, but I'm excited we're doing it, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, you brought it up, man, what, three weeks ago? I don't know, a month ago. We're like, you and I have always kind of had this, like, sort of creative side, I feel like, between yep. us, whether it be, like, writing or just doing something. And I feel like mm-hmm. this was just a perfect way to kind of bring football and that creative side and kind of that podcasting background that we both kind of have dabbled in, sort of, yep. and just kind of bring it together into something. I don't know. I like. I I have a good feeling about this. I've been feeling good about it and confident, and it just it feels right. It feels good. No, I I totally agree. It's just been a lot of fun to kind of get to work together a little bit too, because you know we hit we only really worked together one other time, and it was one, one day at McDonald's. Before you quit, wait a minute. (laughs) I don't remember if I quit or got fired. I won't even lie on this podcast. I don't. I'm uh, pretty confident you just like quit after a week. You're like, nah, man, this isn't me. Yeah, dude, I left my job at I don't know Penn Station or something, and uh, yes, it was. And then you went to Kroger. Well, then I went to McDonald's because you work there. I worked with you like one (laughs) shift. I realized how this job sucks. Which used it as leverage <laughs> to get a pay raise at, at Penn Station, which I'm I'm such a fool. I was such a young fool. I'll never forget texting my my boss, and she's like, "We we really want you back, you know? Uh, what uh, what can we do?" And I was like, "I just I just some a raise would be great, you know." She says, "Name your price." Uh-huh. I said, "I think I was making like seven twenty five, you know." I go, "Oh God, uh, seven fifty. You ne- oh my god you never start low <laughs> <laughs> you always start high oh man she's just like that's funny done. i never knew this oh yeah she's like that's like not done. even a race it's not <laughs> i was like i should have started high <laughs> we could have got i bet you could have went for like i bet you could have went for like, like 10 bucks 950 <laughs> the only reason like i don't feel completely bad about it is because i think like the managers there the shift leads or whatever they made like eight fifty or eight seventy five, so they really didn't make that much. And so I don't know if I would okay, have been able to like sense. get up there. But like I think I could have easily gotten eight looking back on it. Which at that time oh, yeah, definitely. as a sixteen year old kid, like that's everything. That's gas. Oof, that's that's so much money, man. Wow. And then yeah, moved to Kroger and the rest is history. Yep. Kroger. Oh Kroger. Kroger, uh, Kroger. Anyway. The Krog. The crow. Oh my gosh. Let's go ahead. Let's move on. We're going to get into some news and notes. So let's step into the newsroom, our headlines today. Um, we really just got a couple of things. First, first of all, JJ Watt is released. He gets out of Houston. They let him walk. Um, 
after what 10 years uh, as, a, like as yeah. a Texan I think that's what I want to say it's, it's crazy to, to kind of think about him being out of Houston um, and then also Carson Wentz we're going to give a little update about where that is at but let's kind of talk at JJ Watt here for a second um, what was your reaction when you first saw the news I honestly was just not surprised I I felt like it was coming Mm-hmm. Especially with just the shambles that Houston has been in lately, it seemed inevitable that this team was just going to fall apart at the seam even more at some point. <laughs> and yep. that's what happened. You know, uh, it doesn't look like, I think one of them said that, I think it was JJ that said, you know, they kind of both just agreed that they're, they're, this is over, we're done. And. You know, he was already out of there, man. He was doing his press conference from Wisconsin, from his little cabin in Wisconsin. From what yeah, I saw, I saw that. <laughs> so he was already out. Um, good for him. I think he's at that point in the career where you know he wants to win his championship. It's not going to happen in Houston. Yep. He doesn't have much time right. left in his career. He needs to go somewhere. I don't know where he's going to go. I've been hearing, you know, Green Bay, Chicago was rumored. Uh, I don't know if Indy was rumored. The Steelers and Pittsburgh are rumored, obviously, with his uh, brothers Cleveland, being there. I saw Buffalo. Cleveland, okay. And those are all, like, all decent contenders, you know. And I, I think he just he needs to finally win that championship. I think he deserves it. I'd hate to see him go to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he grew up in Wisconsin. I think he grew up a Packers fan. And Green Bay's on that so verge, too. man. Two years in a row. Yep. The NFC Championship game. They're so close. Yep. So, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe he can add some value and um, get a ring finally. Right. And and a solid defensive player might just be what they need to kind of get over the hump. Um, As long as they draft well this year and they don't take another quarterback in the first round, I think they really could kind of turn the corner and get to the Super Bowl again. Um, If you, if you're JJ Watt, and you could pick any team in the NFL. Where are you going? It's. I think I kind of actually thought about this the other day. So if I were JJ Watt, and I, I'm putting myself in his shoes, I'm growing. I'm gonna pretend I'm me, but just in his shoes, if that makes any sense. So I'm growing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Bears fan. I'm this good defensive player, amazing defensive player. I play for the Baltimore Ravens, and we suck. I'm just. This is all hypothetical. You know, we suck. I'm sure, finally like, sure. you know what? I'm done. I'm done with this team. It's just yep. not working out. As a, as, as a Bears fan growing up, that's, that's where I want to go, I think. And so I think it would be kind of not out of the question. And I think a good move for Watt to go to, to Green Bay. I think he would yeah. enjoy it there. You're going and playing with probably one of the best QBs of all time. If not, you know the best I, I well that's an argument for later down the road but yeah they're on the verge of that championship it's your hometown team your home state stars are lining up i think kind of for him when you look at it mm-hmm. that right way. yeah i i definitely think that green bay makes a lot of sense i know i saw another i was listening to another podcast and they were saying that he has a chance at like another five years worth of career in green bay if he wants it because He's from there, you know. He played at Wisconsin, and they're just—they'll just be willing to kind of like let him end his career and retire there, and just play for as long as he wants. But I was kind of thinking about it, and I think if I'm JJ Watt, I don't think I'm going to overthink it. I think I'm going to Tampa. Oh, that was another one I heard about. Do you, you don't think there's? 
you don't think I mean I know obviously a good team they just won the Super Bowl right is there not yep. that kind of doubt in your mind like hey they just did it like what because what's the likelihood of them doing it back to back that's not something that happens often even the Patriots don't uh, do back to back what one time I think yeah but right but if it, if we're talking just getting there you know like Tom Brady's got like a what sixty percent hit rate now or whatever at making it to the Super Bowl. Man, I'm like, not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. If if I were if it were me, right me, no, not pretending to be anybody, if it were me right now, yep, and I had a choice, and they were like, Hey, you have like five years left to play. You're you you if you really want to win a championship, where are you going? I'm not gonna lie, man, I grew up a Bears fan. I think I'm signing the contract in Green Bay. Yeah. No, I have, I, I, I have more confidence in Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay team than Tom Brady and that Bucks team. They're a good team. Okay. They they really like especially towards the last half of the season. Like they came together. There's no doubt about that. But it's not like they blew the Packers out. Like right, it yeah. was right there at the end. I, I just me personally, and maybe it just comes from so many years of watching the Packers, especially Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I yep. just have way more faith in that team than Brady round two in Tampa. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair. I think that's reasonable. Um, totally makes sense to me. Uh, let's keep moving on. Let's talk Carson Wentz for a second. Um, coincidental and, and still funny. Carson Wentz, the two teams that seem to be in the running are Indianapolis and Chicago. Both of our favorite teams so we are both kind of close to this issue um nothing has happened yet not not a ton has changed um i think since we last recorded the indies offer was kind of leaked out there and it seems like indy offered up two second round picks and maybe a third or fourth somewhere down the road not this year but but a future one um they were kind of said hey this is our this is our our offer, they drew a line in the sand, and they haven't wavered on that. Chris Ballard hasn't offered any more. But the now the update is that Carson's team is putting out that he does not want to go to Chicago. He wants to go to Indianapolis. And so what that is doing is it's taking Chicago out of it. They are a little bit less interested. So I think Indy's price, Indy's offer has gone down a little bit as well. I've seen one second-round pick a little bit, maybe a second and a third or second and a fourth um i don't know i think it really feels like philadelphia is kind of screwing themselves a little bit here um it seems like they're just gonna end up making it worse for themselves right man to go back to our conversation i think it was last week wentz is not playing philadelphia next year because no because it there's a lot of things we can take from the last few days and these tweets and these rumors and everything. One thing I, I am I'm taking from this, especially if I'm Carson Wentz, is Philadelphia does not want me there. Because they're talking considering that they're just going to settle with the Colts and there's a rumor they'll just settle with them and just take what they offered, even if it's really not what right. they want. So Carson Wentz is not coming back to Philly. That's just not happening. So don't expect that. Um yeah, this is a. I think if you guys are listening to this, this is the perfect podcast for this situation because Stephen and I are Bears and Colts fans, respectively. <laughs> and this this is yep. just this is just a waging war. Um, 
Um, I think the tweet earlier that I read was, let me pull it up, was from Les Bowen, and his tweet was, spoke with an NFL management source, not from the Eagles, about the Wentz melodrama. His viewpoint, if Wentz doesn't want the Bears, Bears aren't going to trade for him, obviously. Eventually, the Eagles take whatever Indy is offering, maybe a second plus something. Also, And also, Eagles will draft a QB sixth overall. So I just want to take the moment. We had our Cutthroat Kitchen reference. I think it was last week. Yep. And, you know, there I made the reference that you guys are that team that's just driving the price up, so we have to pay more. Well, yeah. we, we just survived the first round, and now we're getting the sabotage, and we're throwing it back on you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is. So oh, I, I love this this uh, this whole thing playing out as a Cutthroat Kitchen episode. <laughs> it's just It's the best. Hopefully, hopefully this week is round three, and then we can have an answer by the next time we record because honestly i'm tired of thinking about it i just want to know what's going to happen well and i had told you earlier i had honestly come to like grips with like carson Wentz coming to chicago like i was finally starting to become okay with it like i I was good i'm like okay maybe he's the answer it was one bad season that team was just trash i can deal with this and now he's like nah i don't like want to play for chicago like no i want to play for indy which I totally understand. I think you guys are a much more solid team at the moment, and I would want to play for Indy too. And so as a Chicago fan, I don't want him anymore. I'm done. Now I'll be really mad if he comes to Chicago like more than the first time around. I just I don't want him. I don't want that that drama. The only yep. drama I want for my QB is whether or not he's good. Not whether or not he's good and wants to be there. I'm done with that. I don't need I don't need all of that. Right. There's going to be so many storylines for it with whoever gets Carson Wentz next year. And I just don't want to be in the middle of it. I'm not going to lie. Don't. I don't want to have to to watch it or hear about it or think about it. I just kind of like go through the season and, and you know, whatever happens, happens. But I, I don't know. I just don't feel great about it. But it, it really does seem like he's going to end up in Indianapolis. So hopefully he doesn't suck as much he did but i I would be curious that's enough i would be curious to see how everything would would be playing out had the deshaun watson thing never been an issue i totally agree i'm i don't don't know how much he impacted everything i think a lot in my opinion because i think had that never come up you're talking 49ers are now in maybe the discussions for carson wentz you know, yep. maybe, oh, that's maybe, a good the, point. Yeah. maybe the Lions. Like, you don't know. I, I, I right? don't know. Because yep. I, I almost think that maybe the Deshaun Watson thing affected the Lions and Rams trade. I almost wonder if it was one of those things where, like, the Lions-Rams are like, let's just not worry about this. Let's figure something out between us to avoid that. It, it, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know. I, that's just all speculation. But yeah, it's I cannot wait for next season with the with the receivers and the quarterbacks moving around. It's going to be good because there's there might be good teams that just aren't good anymore and vice versa. Yeah, I, I think that there's going to be some huge swings like we're not used to seeing um, in the NFL just might have because of how crazy NFC this offseason is. Okay, well, let's not get too crazy okay. over oh, there. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's probably a little too far, but... Maybe at least one of the teams might have a winning record. Wait a minute. I got to be real with you for one sec. Why in our show notes <laughs> did you write the Windy Uh-oh. City twice when you could have just wrote the word Chicago twice and saved 
typing two whole words. Are you, uh, are you in my head? Are you that offended? In my head, it was city? like a whole thing. A whole thing. Uh, well, no. Mm, it was like a thing, and it was the Wensy City. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> oh God! Now I really don't want him. Like, <laughs> uh-uh. I do not want to see a shirt with that on it. No, I guess. No. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. We are going to do our divisional breakdown now, and we are going to talk about the AFC South. We will be doing some early predictions for this division, talking about players, their past season, how it went, what we learned, and what we expect to see from them moving forward. So let's go ahead and let's dive into this division. Let's start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a team that was a little bit less than exciting last year. They really only had one player that was like super fantasy relevant that that's super interesting to talk about but i think moving forward things could be a lot different and the reason that is is because the jacksonville jaguars are sitting in the first pick of the 2021 nfl draft and they're gonna be fools and move on from Minshew mania can you believe oh that? yeah can you believe that <laughs> they're gonna let that Unbeatable. beautiful mullet and mustache just go just roam free what to the fools. bench. You can't let that loose in the Florida Everglades. You got to keep him contained in that stadium. The Florida Everglades. <laughs> you just you can't you can't let. You don't know what kind of trouble he's gonna get in there. Oh, he won't be getting into trouble. He'll be getting other people into trouble. Ooh. Wow. Speaking of Gardner, which is like he's just the whole package, right? That name, the mole, the mustache. He's the man, yep. right? Oh, name Gardner. Right. They're they and they're gonna. They're going to replace this man, I think. What, what do you yep, think? I think so, too. It, it, it sure seems that way. With uh, most likely Trevor Lawrence. That, that's just yep. the most obvious pick, right? It sure is. It sure is. Would you take Lawrence if you were the Jacksonville Jaguars? Or would you? I No, I, I would take him. Um, Just from – I don't watch a ton of college football. Um, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. I indulge in a lot of content. And from what I can tell, he's just kind of like a, a good, solid step above the field. Um, he's, you know, the best, one of the best quarterbacks prospects to come around in quite some time. People are more excited about him than they were about Joe Burrow last year. And people were really, really excited about Joe Burrow last year. So, like, it's one of those things where you just, you just don't see an avenue for this draft pick to miss. So I think you just take the guy. If it doesn't work out, then no one's going to blame you because it was the super obvious, no question about it, first pick. You know what I mean? There's no – right. It's it's not, no offense, taking Mitchell Trubisky pick two above Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. It's not, it's not the same thing as that where, like, it's undisputed. No one's going to argue with you. It's just going to be the way it is. So Trevor Lawrence will be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars next year. And it will be super interesting to see how he does as a fantasy option. Because normally we would say, hey, avoid rookie quarterbacks. They just can't do it. They can't produce the way you want them to. But what happened last year? We saw, we saw Joey B at the beginning of the year doing pretty well. He was performing. He was yeah. he was putting up points. He was 
I mean, they had him throwing the ball like 40 million times a game. So like that was just game one. Putting a ton of yards, and and he was pretty impressive. But more importantly, we saw Justin Herbert ball out last year, and Justin Herbert, you know, finished as a top 10 quarterback as a rookie, and so. If he can do it, then you start to, then this is when we start to ask the question. It's like, okay, can Trevor Lawrence do it as well? What are your thoughts? So just looking at this team on paper, you bring in Trevor Lawrence into the mix and you got some weapons around him. I feel pretty good, at least on paper, you know, just just the roster itself as an offense, I like it. I think there's some good that may come next year out of this offense for sure. Will he do it? That's a different story. Rookie quarterbacks, as you mentioned, are always so risky. You have Joey B, and I'm not going to take any way, anything away from Joey B, but like he got injured, so there goes that whole first season, right? And then you got Justin Herbert, who it's like, oh, Justin who? Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Justin Herbert, this rookie, like that's awesome, right? So yeah, it's so. I mean, you have Tom Brady that went in round six. And then yeah, exactly. And I was watching something the other day where he was talking about the five quarterbacks that went before him. I had heard of like one or two of them. So <laughs> it's like, I quarterbacks are such a weird position because, I mean, any positions like that. But quarterbacks, you know, they have the that limelight on them. So you're either gonna take a risk and it's gonna pay off, or you're gonna take a risk and it's just gonna it's just gonna flatten out. I mean, look at RG three, right? I mean, right, on, yeah. Uh, uh, so. They're gonna take, uh, they're gonna take him, Trevor Lawrence, and I think he might be a viable fantasy option. I don't, I don't really know where I would draft him, just off the top of my head at the moment. Right. But I mean, would you take him, knowing how risky rookie quarterbacks can be? Adding on top of that, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. So here's the thing with Trevor Lawrence. He's a really good player, and I feel pretty confident that he's going to succeed at the NFL level. As a passer, yes, but he's also athletic, and the guy can run the ball. And I think that will give him a bit of a floor because you're right. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're not a good football team, but that does help in fantasy sometimes a little bit because that that defense is – a disaster. They're going to be throwing the ball. They're going to be playing from behind. I I think there is an avenue for Trevor Lawrence to perform and to perform well in fantasy. Now, as far as me taking him, I I won't take him as my QB one. You know, if I, if I draft him, it'll be as a second option. So I think if I'm starting my, my draft out with like, kind of one of those lower end, higher risk quarterbacks. So think of somebody like Jalen Hurts, right? Like if I take Jalen Hurts as my QB1, I I wouldn't hate picking up Trevor Lawrence as a second quarterback, as an insurance policy. Now, I don't love the idea of kind of drafting two unknowns at the quarterback position. So like maybe it's more like a Matthew Stafford Oh, and then I can pick up Trevor Lawrence as, as like a second option in case it doesn't work out super well for Stafford in Los Angeles. So just something like that. I, I don't hate drafting him, just not as my QB1. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fine with that. 
I'm fine with that, definitely for sure. We're talking a dynasty league. Mm-hmm. I think I would definitely feel comfortable picking up Trevor Lawrence, especially if it's a deeper league where you're playing maybe two quarterbacks and like a super flex yep. or something. Yeah. Um, as far as like a redraft though, where you're playing one quarterback a week, yeah, maybe someone to have on the bench, especially if maybe you can get him for a good price later on. Maybe someone yep. won't pull the trigger mm-hmm. on him. Um, yep. I mean, obviously he's a name, so people are going to be aware of him, but I, right. I think you might yeah. be able to steal him or maybe even pick him up after your draft is over, you know, because I know there's some top yeah. QBs that are definitely going to go, right? So, Mm-hmm. Um, and if not, if he stays on, you know, if he's for some reason still uh, on the waivers or anything like that, just keep an eye on him. You know, in a redraft, I'm probably not going to pick him up right away. I'm going to watch him for a few weeks, no matter where he goes, whether it be Jacksonville right, or anywhere yep. else. I'm just going to keep an eye on him because you just you never know. You know, Tua came in this year and played some games. And, eh, eh, right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, just keep an eye on him. Um, but yeah, definitely has a great insurance policy. I would say I would agree with that hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about the skill positions here in Jacksonville. Um, there, there's really not too much to talk about. Um, let's, let's roll through the wide receivers really quick. Um, we've kind of been, we talked about Trevor Lawrence for way too long. So let's, let's roll through these. Um, LaVisca Chenault finished as wide receiver 47, Keelan Cole, wide receiver 48, and DJ Chark, wide receiver 49. Now, it's kind of funny that they went 47, 48, 49, <laughs> but it's a little less funny because that is not very good finishes. Um, but I, I do expect improvement from them, and specifically um, from LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark. I think both of them are will be good fantasy options next year i think trevor lawrence will be an upgrade from the like triad of quarterbacks jacksonville put out there this year between mike glennon and gardner and the other guy they started it's just like uh, nothing like like there wasn't going to be success there but i think with trevor lawrence you're gonna have stability i think he'll play well um so lavisca chanel dj chark definitely two players i will be targeting in the drafts yeah, without a doubt, I think their their play is going to improve, especially with Trevor Lawrence or yep. a, any rookie QB coming in. I think for that matter, I, I hope uh, I hope the Jaguars are a more well rounded team, having more consistency come in, not having people injured at the quarterback position like we saw last year. Um, yeah, but yeah, especially with that run game just so established on the ground at least last season, and hopefully that can continue. Yep. So I'm excited to see some upside, hopefully to these. Um, these receivers, they'll be good wide receiver two options, I think, maybe for your team, maybe some good flex options. So yep, definitely absolutely. keep an eye on them. Um, Keelan Cole or DJ Chark? Who are you going with? Uh, DJ Chark. Um, after what he did, not this past year, but the year before, I think he's a really good wide receiver. He's an awesome deep threat. Mm-hmm. He's got speed. He's really fast. I don't think people realize it, but he ran he ran like a 4-3-something 40, like super quick. Really good player. Um, I think with a QB upgrade, he is going to produce, and I think he could be like a top 20 wide receiver again, assuming he's able to stay healthy. Yeah, and one thing I actually I just want to point out about this um, these wideouts for this Jaguars team is, yeah, in their positions, 47, 48, 49, it's not good. I get that. But you look at even distribution among weapons – it's beautiful on this team. I mean, all three of them had five touchdowns. I, I mean, it, they're receiving yards for the season, 600, 642, 706. That's consistency, even distribution. And if you can bring yeah. 
a good quarterback in there and get that same kind of distribution and pump those numbers up, you're looking at mm-hmm. a solid, solid receiving core and possibly even a top offense, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, keep an eye on what they do in the in the actual draft as well because if they make good decisions, obviously they take Lawrence one, but if they start to beef up the offense, offensive line a little bit, this could turn into a pretty productive offense um, for fantasy purposes. And so let's go ahead. Let's talk about the other option there at running back, James Robinson. He finished as the RB7 and half PPR this year as an undrafted rookie. <laughs> yes. He only played in 14 games. Okay, ran 240 attempts. 60 targets, averaged 16 points a game. He was awesome. Now, part of it was like it was the only thing that team had going for it. But, like, he played really well. He looked good. What do you expect from him next year? I'm hoping the same thing. I really am. Um, And I, you know, bringing a QB in typically in that situation, you're like, well, that's going to take away from the running game because he's got these other receiving weapons we had just mentioned. So how is that going to affect the running game? But it might help it, if anything. I mean, because if you get that receiving game going, that's just going to open up your run game. That's just 101, right? And then James Robinson, he could be a good receiving back. I mean, he had 49 receptions on 60 targets. That's pretty good. I mean, 344 yards, three touchdowns, that's pretty good. I mean, you bring in a solid, accurate, good QB. Uh, I, I, you know, just talking about this, it's convincing myself more and more that I'm really kind of, really high up on maybe a lot of these offensive weapons going into next season on this team. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I really realized it until I started talking about it. But like, yeah, I'm actually pretty excited about some of these players. Um, yeah, and definitely so, keep them like an eye out. These these guys might be dark yes. horses. I mean, aside yep. from James Robinson, who I'm sure will still be a huge pickup for by a lot of people yep but this 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 offense could maybe be a secret weapon at least in the early yeah i think of the season. It, it really it really could be i think some of these players can be like really good targets that not a lot of people are going to be thinking about especially keep an eye on dj chart guys like i believe in him he is good he will like i think the talent will come through so Keep an eye on your Jacksonville Jaguars, no matter how much stink you think that team has to it. Um, they could win you your leagues next year. But let's go ahead. Let's move on to a team that smells a lot worse than the Jaguars do uh, after the last few weeks. Let's talk about the Houston Texans. Now, uh, I don't even know where to begin with this dumpster fire. I guess we'll start with quarterback. <sighs> what? Their shining Wait, star. You said quarterback in houston in the same sentence oh they have yeah, one I guess of those that's right i uh maybe not maybe oh. maybe they don't i don't maybe they can just start like the punter or fourth string yeah you know, oh that's a good idea maybe you know what they should do they should just like start everyone on the practice squad that way they're paying them like league minimum salary cap will look beautiful and then next year yep. they mm-hmm. can just go all in on anyone they want that'd be great <laughs> It'll be a great idea. Maybe you should call back Bill O'Brien. Like, hey, no, it didn't work out as head coach. How would you feel about being QB1 of the Houston Texans? I bring him Adam Gase as um, oh, there you go. any position you want. And, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so um, no. QB situation, 
do you think it will be I know we've mentioned this before. Do you think it will be Deshaun Watson? I, I don't. I don't think it will be. Even if even if he's still on the team, I think he sits out if they don't trade him. So I think there's pretty much no chance Deshaun Watson is the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans in week one of next year. Now, wherever Deshaun goes, he's going to be awesome. That's just kind of it. As far as Houston goes, I would be avoiding whoever they do end up having as their starting quarterback next year, whether that's, you know, Tua Tonga-Vailoa in a trade with Miami. Like, I'm just not excited because the team is bad, and it's different than the Jaguar situation where it's like you can see hope in Jacksonville because of the weapons and because of the the first round, you know, first pick quarterback coming in. Everything feels the opposite in Houston. You know, like the the trend arrow for Houston is pointing far down, and I just want to avoid them with all that I have. You think that's the season Josh McCown comes in and leads them to the playoffs? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Hey, everyone was saying how 2020 was like the year. It's so weird. All the crazy stuff happened. It's 2020. Maybe 2021 uh-huh. is going to retaliate in the NFL and just say, hold my beer. <laughs> oh, here my I come. <laughs> Yeah, you know. It's it's possible. Um, man, is there anybody on this team you're drafting next year? Um, so the Titans about them. Um, uh, no, I, honestly, with the te- with the Texans, no, I no. Watson, if he's there and playing, uh, sh- sure. I mean, I mean, I, if 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 Deshaun's back, then yeah, I think you can you know draft players about where they were about where they finished this past year but uh, it just doesn't seem like he's going to be and man like if anyone so maybe let, maybe david johnson yeah that's what i was gonna say we can talk about the skill position players like quarterback is a huge question mark but my guess is whoever it is will not be relevant but let's talk skill position so uh david johnson starting runner back for the houston texans finishes the rb19 this past year he was actually like a really solid fantasy option. He was super consistent. He never had like those huge blow up when you your weak games, but like he never really killed you either. Yeah. Um, so he was a great, great player to have on your team. Um, and and I actually think he might be able to do maybe not as well, but like similarly next year, right? Yeah, and he might do better. You, I, I, I don't know. I, I expect a little bit bigger things from him this year. But as you said. He didn't kill you. He was a solid option. Right. Um, I would say similar or a little little less than David Montgomery, probably like in that consistency aspect. Yeah. Or how you felt starting him. Like I never felt super comfortable yep. starting him. But he didn't kill me. Um, so yep. I'm going to expect a little bit better just because I, I know he can do better. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um. I, it kind of harkens back to that whole like QB situation. If it's a real crappy situation, right. maybe that will benefit him. You know, it I, it I might. Know. It could be um. It could be a Jacksonville situation from last year where your right. QB situation is just kind of so up in the air. So your running game kind of is the beneficiary yep. of that. So yeah, you know we'll see. We'll see. I I I feel comfortable with him. I would definitely take him. Maybe as like maybe even an RB three. I don't. Maybe an RB two. I don't know. It would. I'd have to watch a few games, just kind of get a feel yep. for him. But I mean, as far as the Texans' offense goes, or just this Texans team, 
David Johnson, Deshaun Watson, those are my two picks as of right now without any changes to the team. Other than that, I'm kind of out. Yep, I agree. Receiving options, Brandon Cooks finishes wide receiver 15. Will Fuller, wide receiver 28, but he didn't play the last like six games of the year or whatever. Randall Cobb, wide receiver 79. Um, Will Fuller will almost for sure not be a Texan next year. Um, so wherever he ends up, I think he'll actually be a pretty good fantasy option. He was he was playing super well at the beginning of the year before he got suspended. Um, and so where, wherever he ends up, I think he could do well. But I just don't think it'll be in Houston um, next year. And Brandon Cooks, it really just depends on who they have as their quarterback next year. One thing I will say is that if they trade Deshaun to Miami and they get Tua, that number three pick back, like their offense might be able to be productive enough that like, Hey, Brandon Cooks is an option. David Johnson is an option. I don't. I don't expect Tua to be an option, but but those two skill players could probably. I think Tua could support them. So definitely keep an eye on that quarterback situation. God, we're looking at like a possibility where we see Carson Wentz versus Tua twice a year. It just sounds weird. Well, <laughs> it just it does, doesn't it? Weird. Yeah, I cannot wait. I'm just so excited. Hi, <sighs> the next six months needs to hurry up. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, all three of these teams, like, every, every non-Tennessee Titan AFC South team, it seems like they're going to have a different starting quarterback than they did a year ago. Yeah, that's, whoa. It's wild. Tennessee yeah, it's Titans pretty... just sitting there with Tannehill and Henry, like, ha ha. I know, right? <laughs> um, so, speaking of Lucky the Tennessee them. Titans. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and talk Let's them. talk about them. They're way more exciting. They are the most exciting team on this list. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. Actually, did we talk? Did we tell everyone we're talking about the AFC South? Because we're talking about the AFC South today. Did you? I don't know if you mentioned uh, that. I did. <laughs> okay, I did mention okay. that. Yeah, good. I must have zoned out for a minute. That's what we're talking about. Oh, <laughs> Pretty sure you maybe do it twice. To be honest, I did make you do it twice, but they're only going to hear once. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, all right, Tennessee Titans. How are we how are we liking this Titans Titans team? Yes, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about them. Um, it's a good offense. I think you know we saw them in 2019 and we're like, oh wow, this team seems to be good. You know they they went to the AFC Championship game, and but but there was a lot of question marks. Like, do we really believe in the Tennessee Titans? And then they ran it back in 2020. And they did the same thing. Derrick Henry was phenomenal. A.J. Brown, fantastic. Ryan Tannehill, not the sexiest quarterback, but so efficient and just so consistent. If, and and yeah. so this is, a, this is a, a team that I'm excited about. So let's start quarterback. Ryan Tannehill finished as the quarterback seven this past year. Um, I have him ranked right now for 2021 as my quarterback nine. Um, just ahead of Tom Brady and Justin Herbert. I did these rankings before the Super Bowl, so I don't know how I feel about having Tom Brady all the way at ten now. But I like it, keep him there. You know, but (laughs) but I think that's where I think that's where Ryan Tannehill belongs. He's kind of that back end QB one. Like I think you'll be able to start him. Even like yeah, he finishes QB seven this year, but but he's just not. He doesn't put up a ton of those like crazy win you weeks you know what i mean 
but he, but he is consistent. He has a solid floor. Um, yeah. Um, as far as Tannehill goes, I definitely learned my lesson. You just don't trade him if you have him. So I I, <laughs> I traded him last year for what I thought was getting a good deal. I traded. Yep. I got Jared Goff, gave away Tannehill and and something else. And Tannehill said, "I see you, Tyler. Now let me put up like the best four weeks this season." That's cool. Um, so that yeah, sucked. It was real rough. I think he's a super solid option. I honestly, I feel good. And maybe it's just me. I feel good as my QB one. You know, I, I really yeah, do. No, I do too. I really I do. Too. Um, anytime the running game is good for them, the passing game is amazing for him too. It's mm-hmm. just one of those yep. weird things that works out for the Titans. And so, I mean, it, you could you could stack Tannehill and Henry all season long, and you might just you kill everyone all year in your fantasy if they have good games. <laughs> it could honestly uh, yeah. pay off. Um, yeah, I think it's true. Yeah, I, I feel super comfortable taking Ryan Tannehill. Like I said, a QB one. Uh, yeah, I, I it was a QB seven last year. You said, I, I yep, I like it. I would probably rank. What you say, QB nine this coming year? Yeah, I that sounds about right. I won't. Yeah, that sounds about right. I would probably put him ahead of Brady, especially in consistency and stuff, and just having Derrick Henry on that team, and how they like just yeah cohesively go together so well. So mm-hmm. I would take him above Brady. Uh, I would probably take him above Herbert. I think as of right now. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those like safety things, right? Like we we know who Ryan Tannehill is. We've seen him do it two years in a row. Herbert, you're just like, uh, what if it all falls apart? Yeah, what, what was it a flash in the pan, right? So you don't know. Right. Yeah, so I feel super comfortable taking Tannehill as a QB one, and if you have the opportunity to take him. I would not feel any guilt about it. I think he's a solid option, so have no fear. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's actually somebody that I would love to pair with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence or or maybe it's a Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, one of these rookies coming in that have a lot of potential. Um, because, you know, maybe Ryan Tannehill finishes as the quarterback 10, but maybe one of these guys has just a little bit more upside because of the teams that they play on. Um, so something to keep an eye on. And, and something to think of. I, I think he's a good quarterback to kind of pair with maybe a higher upside option because I don't think you're going to get quarterback two, quarterback three, quarterback five out of Ryan Tannehill. But I don't think you're going to get below quarterback 14 either. So that's kind of the way I see Mr. Tannehill. Well said. All right. Let's talk about the juice to this offense. Let's talk about King Henry. Derrick Henry finished as the running back two last year after running for over 2,000 yards in one season. So. Absolutely insane. King. You said it yourself, man. I did. He's the king. I have this I have this weird, like, um, I flex every time his name gets mentioned. It's real weird. Like, I'm not him. Oh, no, I totally. But I have this, yeah. like, weird, like, like someone like made me flex every time they said his name, like in some, so I'll just do it now. And uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. two two thousand yards, man. You just can't. He's RB two. Yep. And um, I don't know where you have him ranked for next year in your rankings, but uh, yeah, just take Derrick Henry. I, there's just not much to say about the man. Yeah. Um, just take him. Just take. Yep. 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 Take him. I. I yeah. I, I can sit here. We can talk and and put him over all day. But there's it's nothing no one already knows. 
Yep. Right. I have him as my RB three going into next year. And I, and I feel pretty good about it. Like, listen, like he might get injured, right? Like it's a possibility, but, but there's been no indicators that he is slowing down. Like he gets like 30 touches a game, two seasons in a row, never missed any time. Like, I just think he might be indestructible. And the thing is, even at and let's, I want let's, that just, on let's just say he slowed down, right? We're gonna put him. Right. Over, we're gonna put him over anyway because we can. So let's just say he slows down. <laughs> He's just gonna put his arm out and shove you to the ground anyway. It's not like you're gonna tackle him. Right. Right. It's not. <laughs> oh, I don't feel gosh. like going as fast today. Oh, get out of my face! Like right. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my god! He's so big and so good. So, so yeah. draft Derrick Henry. Um, one weird thing about Derrick Henry is like I've seen his picture like on the you know the draft boards and stuff when you click their name. He's one of those people like I can just never remember his face because I was <laughs> I was watching the uh, Madden uh, Pro Bowl earlier this year and I'm just like who is this guy playing? Like who is this guy? <laughs> and like finally oh like God. they said his name I was like oh. I did not know that was Derrick Henry, but that makes sense. Like I just, he just, I can never like he, he just not a memorable face to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. I remember his well, you hair. Know, your team doesn't play him twice a year, and that's probably why. That's true. That's true. And now Dalvin Cook, I know very much what that man looks like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the other man on this team, AJ. Brown, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He finished as wide receiver 11, and he played in 14 games. So even though he missed two games, he still finished as a wide receiver one. A.J. Brown is fan-freaking-tastic. Okay, He's not going to get a ton of targets relative to some of the other wide receivers, but he's so efficient with them, and he scores a ton of touchdowns. Um, he's just so such a good like like long pass threat and he's so good after the catch i mean i think you can be super comfortable with aj brown i have him ranked as my wide receiver six right now yeah i like it i'm i'm high on brown and um i honestly i i expect more from him next year i really do especially if he can play those two extra games maybe three extra games if i'm not mistaken possibly and um oh yeah you're right yeah because i think that might be next year well We'll come back to that in a future episode because that'll be fun. More football. That's more fun. More fantasy football. And um exactly. <laughs> and but yeah, over a thousand yards, um, eleven touchdowns on the season, only fourteen games played. Uh wide receiver one, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay, so there you go, guys. You have your QB one, wide receiver one, RB one, and they're all on the same team. So if that says anything so far about this Titans offense, I there it is. Yeah. No, that, that that's such a good point. Like, you can draft these Titan players and you can feel super comfortable. Now, once we get once you get out of the big three, it starts to get a little bit hairy. Okay, so Corey Davis was kind of the second receiving option on the team. Um, he finished as the wide receiver thirty one. He had some pretty solid games there towards the the back half of the year, I believe. Um he played 14 games as well. He missed two, um, finished five and a half points per game 
And that's kind of was that was his average, and that's actually pretty solid. He, he finishes a pretty good wide receiver three. Now, the thing to keep in mind is there's a pretty good chance Corey Davis will not be on the team next year. So him and Johnny Smith, it seems like both had conversations with the front office, um, and it seems like the Titans are going to be okay with letting both of them test the test free agency and test the market. So I think Corey Davis will actually not be on the Titans next year. I think someone is going to pick him up and give him a shot. Um, to be to, to be a role player in, in their team. Yeah, I thought, as I, as you said, I thought Corey Davis was just such a solid option. Um, I played him in just a few like DFS leagues last year, um, just a few different weeks, and yep. I benefited greatly from him. I, I learned what a, <laughs> what a solid option he can be. And, I, and maybe part of that was Tannehill. I don't know. You had A.J. Brown on the other side of that and Derrick Henry, so you had yep. you really were able to open up the field for Corey mm-hmm. Davis, so that might have been a, an option. But his numbers kind of speak from themselves. Good back half of the season. Wasn't that far off of um, A.J. Brown. Really, that, that big difference maker was just those touchdowns, right? Yeah. And in fantasy, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the touchdowns. So, I mean, if that's yep. the conversation, obviously, A.J. Brown all the way, you would stay away from Corey Davis. But there's a possibility Corey Davis goes somewhere. Let's just say, and I'm going to use this example quite a lot, but let's just say he goes to Chicago. <laughs> Allen Robinson is leaving. Yeah. You have Darnell Mooney, who I think has a very bright future. And then you have Corey Davis coming yep. in as maybe your number two. That's, and, and let's just yeah. let's say you bring in Carson Wentz or hell, even Deshaun Watson. Like, Ooh, there's a lot of upside. Frisky. Yeah, I am. There's a lot of upside for Corey Davis there. Yeah, I, I think mean, so too. I mean, and that could be any team he goes to. I'm just using that because I'm very familiar with that team more than any of them. But I mean, yep. let's just say he goes to Indy, right? Yeah, you know, T.Y. Hilton's probably leaving, most likely, right? So you have yeah, you have right. Pascal. You know, maybe you bring in, um, more, Corey Davis. Maybe bring in Corey Davis as yeah. a solid number two, even maybe a high end number three on that team. I think he's got a lot of upside. I any team that I he would be a good option for any team. I think to pick up. Yeah, I think so too, and so, um. We'll know better, obviously, by the time we're we're doing our fantasy drafts. Right. But I think he'll, he's someone to keep an eye on, and, and he could he could do well. He he's been playing a lot better more keep, recently. Yeah, keep an eye on him, no matter where he goes, because he's going to be one of those names yeah. people maybe recognize. But say he goes uh, Green Bay. Know, like let's just say yeah, let's say he goes to Green Bay. You're going to take Devonte Adams, maybe MVS. And then you kind of might just forget about Corey Davis, or he might might kind of just fall yeah. on the back end of that board, and no one really realizes that. While you're sitting there, holy crap, this guy has Aaron Rodgers on the other end. Devonte Adams is opening up the field for him. Aaron Jones, yep. he might, is if he's getting some solid starts and some good carries, here comes Corey Davis yeah. with two touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. 150 yards, like. He's got, he might be that dark horse. He might be that guy that helps you win the beginning of the week or even that guy you can pick up, maybe stow away, hide him away, and pull him out at the back half of the mm-hmm. end of the year, like like this year, and win you some leagues, some championships. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a possibility. Um, so one other player on the Tennessee Titans to talk about, John Smith, the tight end there for Tennessee. He finished as the tight end 10 on the year. It was not super pretty, though. Um, like you said, tight in 10, <laughs> which is kind of cool. The tight in 10. I the guess I almost kind of did. I guess, 
Yeah, I guess I guess it really wasn't super pretty for all tight ends not named Travis Kelsey. Wait Darren a minute, Waller. where is he at? I thought we we're gonna find him this week. You know, I thought we would too, but I, I still don't see him. Man, call me Dora because I'm exploring for this man. We will find him eventually. Yeah, we will. We will. We will. Yeah, so it, it definitely seems like Johnny Smith will not be on, on Tennessee Titans next year. Um, but I think he, he's somebody that could be a good fantasy option for you, you know, wherever he lands. And and I think there's a few landing spots that could, that could be a good fit for him. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's talk about the best team in the AFC South. Let's talk about my Indianapolis Colts. Do you own them? Uh, I do, actually, yeah. Where's my season tickets, man? Oh, uh... I mean, I know I'm I a Bears my fan, but calling. I'll still go. <laughs> she can't because she's calling me, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Yeah, we're 26 years old. It's fine. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, anyway, are you 26? Anyway. Are we same age? Yes. We are. The yep, same I age. just turned 26. Cool. We we uh we're the same age for like three months out of every year. Yep. So we always forget which months those are, even though they're the same three months consistently every single year. For 26 years. For 26 years, right? We're not like the February, smartest people on March, the planet. April. Four months. I'm sorry. No, we're not. We are not the smartest. No, it's not four months. It's I, like I've never, three and, and some chum. I've never but anyway. hung, hung my hat on, on us being the smartest in the room or anything. So <laughs> I won't hear anyone throw that in my uh, face. Yeah, no, never claimed to be, not even once. So <laughs> well, let's talk. Uh, let's. How about you guys listen to us dumb dudes talk about the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, quarterback, <laughs> not even going to talk about it because <laughs> Philip Rivers retired. And honestly, uh, I don't know that there's anybody that could start Colts next year that I would be like, yeah, that's a quarterback that I want to play in fantasy because this is just not a team that produces a like a, a starting quarterback as far as fantasy goes. I'm introducing a new segment right now. Top of my head. We're doing it. <laughs> it's going to yep. be called Wild Wacky. <laughs> I had it a second ago in my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sounds so exciting. Okay. <laughs> it is going to be exciting. So it's going to start with this Colts team. <laughs> I'm just going to we'll, – we'll change the name later. Wild, wacky, wonderful, whoa, move of the week. So this is going to be the guy, and this is going to happen every week. I'm starting it now. We're going to introduce it today, and we'll start it like week one of the regular season, right? So okay, it's going to be the guy I tell you to start, and you're just going to start him, like in your flex or something, and you're going to hope that I'm right. <laughs> That's oh going to be gosh. how this game works. <laughs> this is terrifying. <laughs> so you're going to hope that Jacoby Brissett comes back to Indy. Oh, my goodness. And you're going to start him week one, hoping he gets two goal line touchdowns. That's just that's what you're gonna hope for, and it oh and it's gonna gosh. be one of those moves that it's not gonna work 98 percent of the time. But those two percent <laughs> of the time that it does work, you're gonna win your week every time. Oh man! All two percent of the time. All two percent. Okay, <laughs> this seems like a pretty good segment. <laughs> oh gosh, wild, wacky, something or other. Okay, so anyway, let's talk about the actually fantasy relevant 
part of this team. Um, let's talk wide receivers really quick um, because I think it's pretty simple. T.Y. Hilton finished as the wide receiver 40 this past year. He was like really bad for a long time. End of the season, once he got to play Houston the first time, he started to do a little bit better. It seemed like him and Phillips started to get some chemistry, and he was kind of becoming a target again. The problem is he is going to be a free agent this offseason as well. Um, and, and I just don't think that they, him and Indy are able to strike a deal this year. 100% agree. I do not see him in the blue and white next year, in the Colt blue. Um, Which is sad. I like it, him. It is sad. Maybe he's one of those players that will retire with the Colts. You know, he made a yeah. great impact there. Um, it's funny he, he finished at the position 40, which is better than all three of the Jacksonville Jaguar. <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> not true. one week I would have started T.Y. Hilton last week, or last year. Right. Even when he was kind of heating up, like I was still hesitant. I, <laughs> I, I didn't start him at all. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would have afraid to as well. Yeah, I'll be curious to see where he goes, see who his quarterback situation is. I mean, just right now, as of this recording, I'm going to avoid him, you know, just based off of last season, not knowing yeah. what, what his future holds for him, who his quarterback will be, just going to play it safe, kind of hold off. Um, and maybe he comes out, breaks out, has another great year, maybe with a solid quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he goes to Chicago with Carson Wentz. Who knows what we could see next year? Maybe he goes to Miami with Deshaun Watson. It, you know, this this whole offseason is crazy. You don't know what you're going to see yeah. next year. But until then, until some stuff is set in stone, I'm just going to avoid T.Y. Hilton for now. Um, yeah. He had so, he had a great run with the Colts. Like I said, I hope he retires with them. He deserves it. Um, as as with flexing with Derrick Henry, I ha- I always throw up the Y when I, we talk yep. about T.Y. Hilton. So um, T.Y. Hilton. So I, I like it. Um how you feeling about the other receivers, though, on this Colts offense? Um, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell. How you feeling about these guys? Oh, you know, I, I kind of just forgot about Paris Campbell. Um, <laughs> so Paris Campbell, I think, is probably one of those players you can grab at the back end of your drafts. Same as he was going into this year. He actually got – he was super involved that first week, um, like right before his injury, and it seemed like he looked pretty good you know, the like half that he got to play. So it's somebody that I actually will probably be targeting at like, you know, second to last round, last round of drafts. Like it could just be a lottery ticket there at the end. If he ends up, you know, being involved, staying healthy and, you know, being a good wide receiver for this team. Um, But that's kind of what he's going to be. He's going to be a lottery ticket. I don't feel great about it, but I think it's worth kind of shooting a shot um, to see if he is able to perform at all. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually I was pretty high on him going into last year, and I remember I was actually just about to pick him up like after the week was over, and then he went down that uh-huh. week. Yep. Um, and I was like, I'll I'll wait. I think I might have even picked him up in like a dynasty league on like a waiver while just to have him, and then he just what didn't come back if I'm not if I'm remembering right, or maybe played one <laughs> yeah. more game. Yeah. Um. So with no, he never came with, back. Yeah. So with Ty Hilton come or leaving, definitely keep an eye on him. He might be a good late pickup, as you said, yeah, Stephen. Yeah. So. He, he might be a breakthrough star, you know, especially if Carson Wentz comes in, yeah. which is seeming likely. Uh, maybe maybe those two just connect. You never know. Right. Yeah. Um, crazier things have happened. Crazier things have happened and will happen. So definitely, I 
I don't want to say I'm high on him. I'm not as high on him as last year with the injury and stuff, but he's someone that might be able yeah. to, he might be consistent. He might put up some numbers and depending on those touchdown numbers, um, he might be a valuable asset moving forward. Yeah, he, he really might be. It's it's not it's not crazy, I don't think. But um, we just won't know until it happens. And I think you kind of have to play it that way. He's he is an unknown, but somebody that I think we can be a little more confident in is Michael Pittman Jr. Um, it, it really seems like the rumblings I'm hearing from the indie front office. It seems like they view him as a wide receiver one for this team. You know, he is a number one guy, somebody they can rely on, somebody they can stick outside, kind of be that target hog, be the guy that, you know, beat that guy for the indie offense. Um, and so I think that makes him a, a fantasy relevant option. I think it's somebody that I'm actually excited about next year. Um, he finished as the wide receiver 81 this year, but he, he was injured a ton. So he didn't play a lot. But when he was out there, I thought he looked really really good um he had he had some good games so yeah what are your thoughts on on Pittman I like him viable option a viable pickup in the draft like you said kind of a down year but it looks like the quarterback situation whatever that may be will most likely be going up um after Rivers leaving T.Y. Hilton's going most likely so that opens up you know just more opportunity for Michael Pittman yeah your guys' O-line is great you guys' running game is great, which we'll talk about in a second, and I'm I like it. I I it's a, I like it. I would I would draft him. I like it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like you mentioned, let's go ahead and let's talk about this running game. Uh, and let's talk about one of the players that I'm I'm the most excited about for next year, and that is Jonathan Taylor, the starting running back for the Colts. He finished as the RB six this past year. And that was after having a, a relatively lackluster start to the year. Um, you know, he wasn't super great. He wasn't doing a ton for you. Then he kind of missed one week. He was off, out with COVID, came back in, and, and it just seemed like it clicked for him. You know, like, seemed like the game slowed down. He started to, he wasn't hesitating at the line of scrimmage. He was bursting through seams and not, like, not questioning his decision making it felt like and it was just like oh okay he gets it now he's in the zone and he was fantastic down the stretch yeah so um i have a dog i don't know you could probably hear her squeaking in the background a little while ago i have a dog right like she's the best so yeah, she, yeah. she does this thing where she has too many toys for stuff like just it's, it's sure. ridiculous it's ridiculous but she loves them all like she will literally i will watch her sit there and she'll play <laughs> she'll pick one up and then put it down pick up the next one put it down then pick up that one i'm like just pick one and then she always ends up picking like the same one she has like a favorite so that was the, <laughs> that was the indianapolis offense this past year with three different running backs i'm gonna pick this one up. it was just kidding i'm gonna pick this one up just kidding i'm gonna pick this one up oh wait i do like this one the best that one being jonathan taylor and yeah. there it, it clicked you said it you said it it just clicked yep. and his numbers are fantastic and as you had mentioned that's coming off of a not so hot first half of the season. I don't even yeah. want to say not so hot three quarters of the season. I feel like this came really on that back quarter. And, yeah. And if this is indie indica- any indication of how this this man is going to play, oof, man, you guys are lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is absolutely true. Like, 
it clicked not just for him, but I think you're right. Like it clicked for the coaching staff too. And they're just like, okay, we like to be a running back committee. We like to get things switched out and changed around, but you know, we don't have a role player here. We have a Derrick Henry esque type of running back where we just have to keep feeding him, keep feeding him, keep feeding him. He wears defenses down. He's so, you know, he's, he's heavy for his size and he's powerful and he's quick. Um, and man, he's just awesome. He's my favorite player right now. So I, I don't, I might, me, maybe I talk about him too much. No, no, definitely. I think, and I, I know yours is a little more just because you've seen the results, but like, I think how you feel about Jonathan Taylor is kind of how I feel about Colt Komet going forward. And know that's a yep. really weird position to get excited for, but like Jonathan Taylor, I just see nothing but a bright future for this player barring he can stay healthy. Yeah. Hit your O line can be good. I, I I do get that Derrick Henry vibe. He just yep. looks like that power runner. He's gonna run yeah. through you. He's gonna wear you down. I'm so excited to watch this guy play. I cannot wait to go to a Colts game. Hopefully in the near future, just to watch oh, him yeah. play. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I can go to one next year. I think they're playing the Patriots or something. I know. Me and my buddy have talked about that since he's a Patriots fan. So I'm hoping I can go to that one. Yeah. Watch him run all over the Patriots. That would be great. This He's just so good. If you guys listened to our mock draft episode a few episodes ago, what did you take him? Like sixth or fifth or something crazy like that? Uh, So he is my he's my running back five, and I think that's where I ended up taking him. I think I took him before. Yeah, I took him, and then you took Travis Kelsey next. So, yeah, I took him at pick five. Yeah. So, I mean, th- if that's unique, it, that shows exactly how we feel about him, especially yep. you. Yeah. I don't think I would have taken him that high, but I'm not ruling out taking him in the first round at all. I yeah. I, I, I like Jonathan Taylor. I can't wait to see who your guys' quarterback will be with him there because that might mm-hmm. even just boost him up a little bit more, and it's going to be right. exciting. It's going to be an exciting career for Jonathan Taylor, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I, I At least I'm super excited about him. Now, there is another running back there that I think is somebody to – know about and be aware of and that's naheem hines he finished as the this is crazy to me he finishes the running back 20 this past year wow and i'm pretty sure there was only like two weeks that you would have wanted to start him yeah but i think one of them was the week those... that he started jonathan taylor probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and so it's like okay uh he had like two good weeks but he still finishes like a, a number two running back but I think that is not a very like fair indication of what he was for your for your fantasy team. He is someone that like if Jonathan Taylor's injured or if the game script seems like it might go his way, that's really the only time I'm interested in Naheem Hines. Um, I think he's a good player, but because of what his role is, he is the third down back, but he's not even in on every third down because Jonathan Taylor is still good enough to be in there. Um, and he, he's kind of a gadget guy and just a little different. So not someone that you can really rely on um, in your fantasy he's squads. He's a great insurance policy. Um, yes, he is. He's a very good Alexander Madison type player in my mind. Um, yeah. So if you're going to pick up, you know, Dalvin Cook, definitely go ahead and pick up Madison. Same kind of situation here. You're going to pick up Jonathan Taylor, mm-hmm. try to steal up Nine Himes in a few rounds later just to have that. Um, yeah. And like you said, if the game script calls for it or if you're pl- if they're playing a team that just has a really bad run defense, maybe throw one of them in the flex. 
and maybe hope for like a one two punch. Yeah. Very similar to how at least how I played it with the whole Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds kind of situation last yep. year, where I felt comfortable yeah. playing both of them really at any given week. And you might have a really good situation where you can do that consistently with the with these two running backs. Yeah. I think that is a definite possibility. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, with the quarterback in there and, and kind of how that offense starts to shape up a little bit for next year. Um, let's finish up. Let's talk about the tight ends really quick. There's there's just not a lot there. The problem is they've got three guys, Jack Doyle, Trey Burton, Mo Cox. None of them finish as a top 20 tight end. All of them had at least like one or two weeks that you would have started them. Um, they they just all play a little bit different role. Yeah, it's honestly, and you just don't know which one. It's that dog toy analogy, but they just never picked a favorite one. Yep, they just like you said, they didn't know what to do with it. Right, right. I don't feel confident yeah. in their in their tight end situation until you have a clear nope. number one. If yeah, yeah. if anyone, I'm gonna pick Mo Ali Cox. I think. He yeah, shows me too. a lot of upside. I think Trey Burton's getting there where he's going to be gone in the next year or two. Yeah, Jack Doyle, I I do like him, but like it's it's so hard to have multiple tight ends that are like yeah. you, you got to choose one. Just choose one. Trade one away. I don't know. There's just too many options here. It's too too combobulated, and you're risking a lot by by playing picking one of these players up and playing them weekly. You're really relying on a touchdown. And I do not feel confident in risking any of that. Yep. I agree. If somebody like Zach Ertz or like Johnny Smith, like we were talking about, ends up there and one or two of those other guys walk in free agency or get cut or get traded or whatever it is, like I'm interested in that player. But the way it is right now, even if one of them leaves, I just don't think it's it's a – they might be waiver wire options later on to fill a bye week or as injury, you know, insurance. But other than that, just not going to be starting caliber tight ends for your fantasy teams. Agreed. Agreed. All right. I think that's all four teams in the AFC South. It sure is. We made it through. Um, Next week, I think, what do we have coming up? NFC South coming up? Um, yep, I we, believe so. So we're over the halfway point for this fun little way too early projections uh, theme yeah. we got going on, and then we'll move into some more mock drafts coming up in the next um, month or two, and we'll we'll know we'll have a clear mm-hmm. picture of the actual draft will be finished. We'll yeah. have a clear picture of hopefully where some QBs and some receivers will be staying and playing next season. I honestly, I I think the season's going to creep up on us and be here very quickly and before we know it. <laughs> I think you are right. I think it's going to go fast and it's going to get here quickly. So we'll just have to try and be ready. Um, Yeah, so definitely go leave a review if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. It would be so, so greatly appreciated. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Amazon, I think, does podcasts now. Anywhere. Yes, go follow us on all social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, Steven has been coming up with some great tweets, and he's working on those hashtags, and he's getting there, guys. He is getting there. Um, it's been a great episode, man. I'm just a little old. You're, yeah, it's okay. It's, good stuff. it's okay. You're 26, so you got about a good another two years in your prime. 
so we can get you there. <laughs> and <laughs> um, oh my gosh. yeah, anything else before we get out of here? No, man. I think that's all. All right. Hey, guys. We appreciate you listening. You guys have a great night. Great week. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And we'll see you later. Yeah. See you guys.